This is the Berman Project. Hey, it's JD here, back for another week of introspection and reflection on loss, grief, and the pathway to mental wellness, all while nourishing my soul with the music and art of the late indie rock singer-songwriter, David Berman. How are you doing, fuckers? <clears throat> I am... Uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. It's, uh, looking at my window right now, it's an icy white. It's, uh, it's chilly out. It's about 10 degrees Celsius and, uh, it's, you know, drip dropping rain. It's not riveting rain. It's not pouring rain. It's just drip dropping, but it's cold and it's annoying. I took out the dogs earlier and even they were cold and annoyed. And they're, you know, beastly animals that, uh, that mainly love everything, <laughs> especially my puppy. My veterinarian said, if I could love anything as much as she loves everything, that would be tremendous. And I thought to myself, yeah, that would be tremendous. So the last couple of days I've been going out for walks. Uh, now I'm stymied. Uh, I'm, I'm not going out for a walk in this weather. I am going to a baseball game today, though. It's Saturday as I'm recording this, and this previous Thursday, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about, uh, it was the anniversary of my mother's passing. She passed May 18th, 2018, 2019, sorry, and um, there's a great tribute episode to her on meeting Malcolmus. Uh, if you want to look for it, it's great. Maybe I'll put it in the show notes for you. Um, there's always that possibility. So there's that. Uh, what I decided to do on Thursday, uh, I hit a wit's end because I hadn't been going out walking. I hadn't been doing anything. And, and so I hit a wit's end. And I decided that I was going to go for a walk with a bit of a purpose. And the purpose was going to be, this was Thursday. This was my mom's anniversary, as I mentioned. The purpose was going to be that I wanted to have a normal day. I didn't want to talk about my mom. I, I, I didn't post, uh, you know, a tribute. I didn't repost the uh, Meeting Malcolmus episode, which I tend to do on her anniversary. I, I didn't talk to my brother and sister uh, other than, you know, tapping back on their notes that uh, they sent me and, and shooting them a brief little note. Uh, I just tried to be normal. I went, I got my nails done. I got uh, my hair cut. I went for, you know, a seven kilometer walk and, uh, I, I even watched a little bit of a movie. I started watching air and now I got about 30 minutes in and I had to turn it off cause I just don't have the focus, but it was fun while it lasted. And, you know, that was a, a sort of an interesting thing for me to do was to make it a normal day, just make it a normal day. And I was somehow able to do that despite all the feelings inside of me saying that it needed to be a special day. And every day is a special day where my mother and father are concerned. Honestly, I think about them in a positive light almost every day. And it's uh, very sad they're not with me anymore. I would love them to know my children. I would love them to know my children. And they don't. And uh, my children have started to get to the point where they're forgetting their grandparents. And that's crushing. That's just a crushing blow. My parents were um, 
my parents were better than good parents, but they were great grandparents. <laughs> they were really tremendous. And uh, my dad took sick pretty early on. Riley was probably two and a half years old when he took sick. And uh, he went to, to the hospital for a bypass surgery and never came out of the hospital. He was in there for three months and that was that. Uh, and I say three months and it was more like four months. It was it was terrible. He was just in the hospital. And he had never been in the hospital a day in his life. A day in his life. And then he spent his last fucking four months there. Ugh. Crushes me. Crushes me. <clears throat> and then my mother got, you know, basically two years of grieving. And then she got uh, colorectal cancer. So sometimes you kick and sometimes you get kicked. You know? That's how it works. And that fucking sucks. But that's the simple facts of life. Sometimes there's nothing left to do with the song but fade it out. It's just too powerful. And uh, I don't know for sure that that's an example of that, but that is after two sort of mellow songs, two mellow songs that are fucking dynamite on this record. This is song number three, and and it kicks it into high gear. It's like, this is what we can do. This is what we're capable of doing, uh, you know, in the high gear realm. And it's fucking dynamite. It's a, it's a great interstitial song. Uh, great inter in, in, in instrumental song, and um, uh, uh, I think they should be very proud of it. I think it's a it's a good piece of work. In uh, after two sort of heavy songs, right? Random rules is uh, 
well, Random Rose is very heavy. Uh, Smith and Jones Forever, not not as much. But um, you know, again, they're both more lower key songs. Let's see what Chat GPT thinks of Random Rose now. I'll t- or of Night Society, and I'll tell you. Uh, I asked it. I said, "There's." Um, Tell me about the, what I always ask is, tell me about the Silver Juice song, blank. So I said, tell me about the Silver Juice song, Night Society. And it said, I apologize, but there seems to be a misunderstanding. As my knowledge cutoff is September 2021, and there is no Silver Juice song titled Night Society. Silver Juice was an indie rock band formed in 1989 by David Berman, known for his poetic and introspective songwriting. While they have released several albums and songs, Night Society does not appear to be one of them. It's possible that the song you're referring to was released after my knowledge cutoff, or it belongs to a different artist. If you have any other questions or need information on the Silver Jews or other topics, feel free to ask. And I said, there is a Silver, song, there is a Silver Jews song called Night Society on American Water. And then ChatGPT said... Apologies for the confusion, you're correct. Night Society is indeed a song by the Silver Jews which appears on their album American Water. American Water was released in 1998 and is considered one of the band's most acclaimed and influential albums. Night Society is a track on the album that showcases David Berman's distinct lyrical style and the band's lo-fi indie rock sound. The song features Berman's introspective and often cryptic lyrics, exploring themes of loneliness, disconnection, and societal observations. Berman's unique storytelling ability and poetic sensibility are characteristics of the Silver Jews' music. While the specific meaning of Night Society can be open to inter interpretation it's generally recognized as contemplative and melancholy track that captures the band's signature sound and lyrical depth if you're interested in exploring more of the silver jews music or have any other further questions feel free to let me know i honestly should reply it's a fucking instrumental his lyrics have nothing to do with this chat gpt but uh you know i won't uh i won't be so rude <laughs> so there's that what do you say we uh, crack into a poem? Now, the way we're going to do this poem, this is another long one. This is um, self-portrait at 28, and it's broken into a bunch of pieces. Uh, self-portrait at 28, of course, comes from Ameri- um, uh, Actual Air, uh, the compilation book of poetry by David Berman, released in the 90s. Oh, no, I shouldn't have said when it was released. I don't know when it was released. Uh, I'm going to look it up right now, though, so I have it for you. Actual air. Actual air release date. I My typing has become so slow. Uh, it was July 99, so I was correct. Um, my typing has become so slow. It's unreal. Uh, when I did go back to work last year, I remember I was on a call, and I was keeping notes on the slides, you know, and it was just like, it was so embarrassing because... Uh, like I would make mistakes and yeah, I'm just not a good typer. Um, I could do like 50 words a minute or something like that probably, but, but not anywhere close to my wife's like 80. My, my father-in-law's 90. Uh, they're fast typers, those motherfuckers. So this is self portrait at 28. I know it's a bad title, but I'm giving it to myself as a gift on a day nearly canceled by sunlight. When the entire hill is approaching the ideal of Virginia. Brochured with goldenrod and loblolly, and I think at least I have not woken up with a bloody knife in my hand, by then having absently wandered 100 yards from the house while still seated in this chair with my eyes closed. It is a certain hill, the one I imagine when I hear the word hill, 
And if the apocalypse turns out to be a worldwide nervous breakdown, if our 5 billion minds collapse at once, well, I'd call that a surprising ending, and this hill would still be a beautiful, a place I wouldn't mind dying alone or with you. I'm trying to get at something, and I want to talk very plainly to you, so that we are both comforted by the honesty. You see, there's a window by my desk I stare at when I'm stuck. Through the outdoors, though the outdoors has rarely... Though the outdoors has rarely inspired me to write, and I don't know why I keep staring at it, my childhood hasn't made good material. Oh, I'm going to start again. I know it's a bad title, but I'm giving it to myself as a gift on a day nearly canceled by sunlight when the entire hill is approaching the ideal of Virginia. Brochured with goldenrod and loblolly, and I think, quote, at least I have not woken up with a bloody knife in my hand, end quote. By then, having absently wandered 100 yards from the house while still seated in this chair with my eyes closed. It is a certain hill, the one I imagine when I hear the word hill. And if the apocalypse turns out to be a worldwide nervous breakdown, if our five billion minds collapse at once, well, I'd call that a surprising ending, and this hill would still be beautiful, a place I wouldn't mind dying alone or with you. I'm trying to get at something, and I want to talk very plainly to you, so we are both comforted by the honesty. You see, there's a window by my desk I stare at when I'm stuck. Though the outdoors has rarely inspired me to write, and I don't know why I keep staring at it, my childhood hasn't made good material either, mostly being a mulch of white minutes. With a standout few moments, popping tar bubbles on the driveway in the summer, a certain amount of pride at school, every time they called it our son and playing football when the only play was to go out long are what stand out now. If squeezed for more information, I can remember old clock radios with flipping metal numbers and an entree called Surf and Turf. As a way of getting in touch with my origins, every night I set an alarm clock for the time I was born so that waking up becomes a historical reenactment. And the first thing I do is take a reading of the day and try to flow with it. Like when you're riding a mechanical bull and you strain to learn the pattern quickly so you don't inadvertently resist it. That's the end of part one of Self-Portrait at 28 by David Cloud Berman. Good God, there's some great stuff in there, right? Uh, the birth being, uh, setting your alarm clock for the time that you were born so that you're waking up is a historical reenactment? Are you kidding me? That's fucking brilliant. <laughs> Oh, I'm not going to I'm not going to go too long here. This is a this is a uh some monumental stuff in this poem. Give it a give it a look. It's from Actual Air and it's tremendous and we're going to hear more from it next week. So there's that. That's what I've got for you this week. I hope you're well. Stay hungry, stay foolish, and wash your goddamn hands. The Berman Project is a production of Duvra Podcasts and Such. You can find out more about the show at www.thebermanproject.xyz. That's right. I'm fucking Canadian. I'm also social. Find me on Twitter, Instagram, and all the rest at Berman Project. Duvra! Podcasts and such. <laughs>